Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies. I'm your host, Arnaldo, and I am all alone today. This is, I don't really know what this is. I am calling this a rant, I guess, because I, uh, I am going to be honest, I had a weird day and everyone's just kind of pissing me off and I feel like I've got something I just want to get off my chest and Birdo's not here because he's on vacation. So let's just get right into it, right? Because I'm, gonna, I'm figuring this out as I go along, but I went to go see Free Guy in theaters. And like I said, Berto's not here today because he's on vacation and I went to see this movie without him. And so he has no opinion on this, but I went to go see Free Guy like last weekend and something happened in this movie that like I left the theater confused, a little bit angry. I'm, I'm just so like bothered by it that I just, I feel the need to just sit down and just like talk about it for a minute. And this happens to me a bit. So we might actually do a whole rant series where we just kind of like sit down and just rant about things that we really hate in movies or things that really bother us, honestly. But this isn't a review for Free Guy, but I will spoil it because, I mean, the the whole thing that bothers me in this movie that I want to talk about is a huge spoiler. So just keep that in mind. If you haven't seen it, I, I guess, you know what, don't listen to this or if you don't care about spoilers, but this will spoil Free Guy. So Free Guys in Theaters right now, it stars Ryan Reynolds, and he is NPC, so that's a non-playable character within a video game, right? So if you've seen the trailers, it's kind of like this big kind of action movie within the video game, so like anything can happen because it's a video game, nothing matters. And so about halfway through the movie, it starts appropriating, because there's no there's no other word for it. They appropriated the 2012 Disney short film Paper Man. And they do that by completely taking the the score, the music for that and the entire story of that short film and just like jamming it into the movie Free Guy. And it's something that I don't think I've ever seen before. I cannot tell you of another example of when like they've purposefully not like copied or played homage to, they just actually inserted one movie into another movie. So first, just to like recap Free Guy, like I said, movie starring Ryan Reynolds, he plays an NPC or non-playable character within this huge, massive multiplayer online video game, right? And it's sort of supposed to be based on like Grand Theft Auto Online meets like Fortnite. But then there's elements of like Portal and like Mega Man. And then later on, there's like Marvel and Star Wars references and like unlockable weapons and stuff like that. But it's basically supposed to be like, like all the horrible things about video games nowadays, like the things you like don't like, like there's like the fact that sometimes like you just, you don't own a game, like you have it, but you don't own it because if they take it down, you can't play it anymore. Right. Cause it's like an online game or games that are technically free to play, but then they're going to hook you in microtransactions and like pay to win schemes and all this, all these other things. But overall the movie's supposed to be like this light, fun, actiony romp. Right. And then the character of Guy, Ryan Reynolds, he just is fully content with doing the same thing every day because that's what he is. He just does his programming, right? Until he meets an actual player, like in an avatar, but she's a real life person and he is completely infatuated by her. And then suddenly he doesn't want to do just his programming. He's not content with just being the bank teller who gets robbed every day by whoever wants to play that mission in the video game. He wants to like meet her and then like, do other things and then he learns that he's in a video game and he can level up and that he can do all these things and he decides to instead of playing the game for 
points or for leveling or, you know, loot. Uh, he's going to play the game just to, like, be the good guy. Like, and so he doesn't kill other players or NPCs. He, like, stops players from, like, killing each other or he stops all the crime. And it's this movie about, like, you know, how, like, you can just be yourself and and be the good guy and that you can, like, accomplish whatever you want if you just do things right and you don't have to be locked into, like, whatever you think you know, society has given you like this construct, this bubble, like this is your job. This is what you do. You, you're you never going to, you know, break away from that. And, and that's kind of what this movie is about. Like he decides that he he's going to be bigger than, you know, what his programming is. And within the story of the movie, he's actually like an evolving artificial intelligence that uh, these two programmers put in the movie, right? Or in the video game. And so that's like the basic gist of the film. However, there's a love subplot within the movie and that's where paper man comes in right because when that love subplot starts coming they start inserting like the music from paper man and so if you haven't watched paper man i completely implore you to stop listening and go watch it very conspicuously it's not available on disney plus i don't know why that is because every short film that i can think of disney has on disney plus uh whether it's like the pixar ones or like just the disney animated features or the ones that are made, you know, directly like now, like for Disney Plus. Those are all on there. But Paper Man is not. And so I thought that was really weird. They might be waiting, you know, for a certain day. And they're gonna be like, oh, hey, like, you know, Paper Man's on here or whatever. But it's a 2012 short film. And you can find it on YouTube. Not good quality. But if you have a copy of Wreck-It Ralph, like on DVD, it's on there. Because that's where it, you know, they, they stuck it in front of Wreck-It Ralph. You know, ironically, the video game movie. So if you can, watch it and then come back. But if not, I'm just going to explain it real quick. So it's the short film. It's in black and white. It's 2D animation that it's clearly like enhanced with like, you know, a computer. So it's like a 3D environment uh, that they kind of put 2D animation in, which honestly right there, like that's what I think animation should be doing more of. Go back to hand-drawn stuff and just kind of enhance it with CGI, you know. There's a lot of animation nowadays that's basically like that. Like you watch any... You know, like Family Guy, Rick and Morty, all that bullshit. I actually like those shows. <laughs> you watch any of those and that's how they do it. It's CGI, but it's also hand-drawn, right? So it's set in like 1940s New York City. It's in black and white and there's no words. It's completely speechless. There's this man who has a short encounter with a woman on a train. She loses a paper, he loses a paper, and it kind of hits her in the face. And so there's like lipstick on it and, and he gets his paper back. You know, they kind of smile at each other and they go their separate ways. And then he being completely infatuated with her is just kind of like distracted his entire work day and he's basically just like like a pencil pusher like he's just kind of like has a ton of papers on an inbox and he just has to like do something and then put them on an outbox right but he's he can't focus right he looks outside his window and again he's like in he's like in manhattan so he's on like the 50th floor or something like that and he looks outside his window and in the building across the street in an open window he sees the woman who is like waiting in a waiting room for like whatever maybe an interview or something Again, this is New York City. There's millions of people in the city. He's like, this is my only opportunity to get her attention again. So he starts taking his papers and making paper airplanes out of them and throwing them out the window, you know, in order to try to get her attention. But like, that's obviously impossible. All his papers like miss, you know. And so he takes his entire work stack of papers and he basically throws them out the window in paper airplanes until he's essentially out of papers. By the way, he's about to get fired and he has one last paper. And it's the one with the lipstick on it. He makes the paper airplane. He throws it out the window and it misses. 
But then we get to see that all of the paper airplanes have been collecting in an alley. And then suddenly, a gust of wind picks them all up, and they start marching their way back to the man, now trying to commute back home. The planes, now with the mind of their own, force him onto a different plane, and then finally lead him back to the girl who was led there by the last paper airplane, the one with the lipstick on it. And they finally get to meet, and then just kind of like look at each other, and then that's it. And then during the credits, you kind of see that they went on a date, and it went well. That's the movie, right? That's the short film. But it is just like this beautiful, again, speechless story about love at first sight and fate and trusting the universe or maybe like divine intervention and taking a chance. And it's a story that's mostly told through music. It's got this incredible score. But I mean, really, it's just one song. It's one piece of music. It's like six and a half minutes long by Christoph Beck. And it just like it reminds me of really like capitalizing on your on maybe the only opportunity you have, you know, to be with a person that you want to be with. I can't stop saying that it's a beautiful story, but it had such an impact on me and my wife that we made it like basically the soundtrack of our wedding. We took that piece and we set it to like our wedding video. And so I've heard it maybe a million times. It's one of my favorite pieces of music all time. So when I hear it, in this fucking like movie that I'm watching on a random like Sunday morning. Like, I don't know what to think. I'm like, what they just did they license this? You know, like my head is just kind of spinning and I'm thinking, where do they get this from? Because now I have to think about how this movie came to be because this was a Fox film. And then when Disney acquires Fox, this was like the only movie or one of the very few movies that they didn't cancel and they said let's finish this film, you know, under Disney. And and so now it's it's not really under Disney. It's under 20th Century Pictures, I think is what it's called. It's basically what Fox used to be, uh, but now owned by Disney. And so Disney obviously has the rights to do whatever they want with Paper Man, and they put the music in there. In the movie Free Guy, when Ryan Reynolds is starting to fall for, well, I mean, he's been in love with this girl the, the entire movie. But when they start kind of connecting with each other, because she's kind of like into him too, despite the fact that he's completely artificial, he's a computer program, they start playing the music from Paper Man. And I, at the time, like, I don't see any connection. So I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is this? And then as the movie progresses, towards the end of Free Guy, there are the two programmers. Again, I'm spoiling the shit out of this, so I hope you've seen it. But you've got the two programmers who made a video game together. And it was like this small video game they ended up selling it to this big video game company who ended up not distributing it. Instead, what they spend the whole movie trying to prove is that the villain of the movie, Taika Waititi's character, used that game, like their game, as like the basic construct of Free City. And then he just kind of hid their video game and just kind of built a bunch of bullshit on top of it. They're trying to prove that that they stole their video game so that they can like get it back. But really, it's revealed that guy was programmed by... Uh, I don't remember their names, the the male programmer, designed to be like an artificial intelligence that could learn to think for himself. But in order to kind of insert some humanity into the character, he programmed into Guy that he is in love with this girl that he can never get. And the girl is based on the girl programmer, who is the, the avatar for which Guy, the character that Brian Reynolds is falling in love with, because he finally met her. And that ends up triggering his AI and then he grows to like learn all these things and basically they've they've actually have invented like artificial intelligence but by the end of the movie she realizes you know the girl programmer realizes that guys this love letter that he programmed for her because he has this like infatuation with her and she had just never realized it and at this point 
I guess she loves him too. And so she goes running after him. Uh, and then they find each other in the street. And then the very last scene of the movie, or the entire, you know, last five minutes of it, are like almost shot for shot paper man. When, when the papers kind of like bring them back together, Guy is the paper uh, of the million of paper planes that brings them together. And then they find each other on a street. And the movie ends with them just kind of staring at each other like and they smile like they realize that, you know, they they might be together. This might be a thing, right? Because then they steal the music again and it matches up perfectly. And it just makes me think, what, like, what, why? Why do this? Like, Free Guy is a good enough movie. It's not fantastic. It's it's good. Okay, like, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I like the themes that it was exploring. But like, but why? Like, does it need this? Like, are you elevating a decent popcorn flick with this, like, Academy Award-winning short film? Or are you selling the short film by shoehorning it into a movie about a fucking video game? Like, which is it? You can't have both. I'm sorry. Like, is it because, like, the script's love story lacked depth? Like, are we supposed to make this connection? Or, like, was the filmmaker relying on the fact that most people haven't seen Paper Man? Or at least have forgotten about it? Because I sure haven't. I'm... Like, I was about to stand up in the theater and, and I'm, like, pointing at the screen, like, what are you doing? What is this? And more than that, and there's the extended metaphor, if you really want to think about it. Because let's think about it. The villain of the movie essentially steals a small art video game and then clutters it up with Free Guy. Or Free City, I mean, the, the video game. Which is, like, again, the embodiment of all the worst aspects of gaming today. And then hides it in the... He hides the original game within the construct of Free City the game. And then the heroes spend the whole film trying to free it. And yet, is that not exactly what this movie just did to Paper Man? Did they not just insert Paper Man into the story? You know, again, a small, like, art film that's beautiful and it's about human connections, which is what that fucking video game was about. Did they not just insert that into the story of this movie and then bury it with a clusterfuck of, like, action movie cliches? Like, is the filmmaker the villain here? Is that the metaphor? Like, what are they saying about themselves? Like, they, they bought... Disney buys Fox. They acquired this. That happens in the movie. In the movie, the big video game acquires the smaller video game. And then they just, like, took their game and then hid it within this big stupid game. I'm sorry, but, like, they took this beautiful little movie and then they hid it in a big fucking stupid movie. And, again, not that they didn't like it, but it's a stupid little movie. Like, it's like the summer action kind of blockbuster whatever. It's a popcorn flick. At the end of the day, you know, with some Ryan Reynolds, you know, wit and banter and, and bullshit. But, like, again, why? Like, why? Did they just, like, start noticing that, like, oh, there's some similarities here. Let's rewrite this subplot. Because the subplot kind of, like, gets you from nowhere. Like, it's halfway through the movie where you're like, maybe they do like each other. You know? Like, what? Where's the turn? Like, where's the part where that becomes the A plot? Because it's still the B plot. But by the end of the movie, it makes you feel like this that's the main point of the film. So what's the main theme of the film? Is it, you know, be your own person and, and escape the clutches of society or whatever you think you were destined to do? Like, your your purpose is actually bigger than that. Is that what this is? Because by the end of the movie, it feels a lot like it's a love story with these two, you know, non-main characters. I mean, they're sort of main characters. They're like, they're like the second and third characters, right? So, I don't know. And then, and then like, what's next? You know, like, nobody remembers Citizen Kane. Do we just put that into a, a Transformers movie? Do we make Casablanca into a Fast and Furious movie? I mean, what other beautiful thing do we need to take and then take a huge shit on? 
and and I say here's the, and here's the other thing because I'm, I, I think I'm I'm wrapping this up, but like all said and done, I still don't know if I love this or hate it. Like I don't know. On the one hand, you know, Paper Man, like I said, it's it's a beautiful story, and I love it with all my heart, and it's one of my favorite things ever. But is it just like taking the essence of Paper Man and showing it to a wider audience by saying, hey, like we can take this beautiful story and put it in this movie and more people will see that beautiful story. And it'll really, because again, a lot of the beats match up with what's going on in this movie in a weird way. Again, it's, it's this extended metaphor where NPCs are paper planes and the video game is this little movie or and the programmers are these two people. But is this doing Paper Man like this service? Or is it just like, is it sullying it? You know, is it making it worse in a way? Like, is it just kind of cheapening it? I can't tell. And so, again, I watched this movie, and by the end, I'm just so fucking confused. I can't tell if I love it or I hate it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some help. So, please, guys, watch both of these. If you've seen Free Guy, easy. Go watch Paper Man. Again, it's six and a half minutes long. You can find it on YouTube, not good quality, or it's, it's attached to Wreck-It Ralph if you have that on Blu-ray. And tell me what you think, because I need to know. I need to know what other people think, because I went on forums, and most people either don't notice the connection or aren't bothered by it like I am. They're just like, like one person in, in a thing will say, oh, they used the, mu- the music from Paper Man, and that's kind of it, you know? So I need to know. So guys, I think that's it. I'm about to, I'm about to lose it. So... <laughs> This isn't really how the podcast goes. If this is your first time listening, I'm sorry. Like, it's usually like an hour and a half to two hour discussion about a failed and forgotten comic book movie. And we we do a bunch of fun stuff, you know? We kind of analyze it a bit. We try to, like, see what went wrong. Like, you know, we compare it to the source material. We do this awesome segment called Keeper Cancel where we talk about the actors and uh, creators of the film, the people involved, and and we decide if we're going to keep them or we're going to cancel them. Are they cool or do they suck? And then I'm, I'm never alone. This is weird. This is me going off on my own. This is probably unhealthy. Who knows? Uh, I'm usually with my friend Birdo. And then sometimes my wife kind of like jumps in. You know, check those episodes out, I guess. But that's been it from me, I guess. You can find us on Instagram. I'm useless without Birdo here. You can find us on Instagram. We're at Films from the Phantom Zone. All our episodes are on, on everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, our episodes are on YouTube. Only in like an audio podcast form. And you can listen to them there if that's how you like listening to podcasts. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Films from PZ. We're on TikTok now, <laughs> which I was just like, I hate TikTok. But I was like, yeah, this is a good way to get exposure. So sure, it, it's just the same shit you see on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but follow us there. And lastly, we're on Twitch. Most episodes, not not this one, because this is just me in a, in a room in the dark. But most episodes, we actually stream live. And so if you like the show and you want to be a part of it, you want to ask us questions, you want to hang out with us, we do all that on Twitch most Monday nights. I know coming up, we're probably going to tackle the X-Men films soon. So that'll be fun. Uh, I think my wife is going to be there. So follow us on Twitch. Look out for that. It's so fun when people come and hang out. It's a different experience. These episodes get edited down to like a nice kind of clean format, but... On Twitch, I mean, we're like drinking and we're, you know, we're, t- we're taking questions. We're, we're getting off topic a lot. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So check that out. That's twitch.tv slash films from PZ. So I think, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.